0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Savvy Talk, and hello, Maha.
1: Hi, Shirag. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. How are you doing?
1: Good. I'm excited to talk about all things essential and all things new normal.
0: Right. So these were the two kind of, I don't want to call them buzzwords. It might be a bit unfair, but these are the words we heard a lot of, right, over the last three months or so. Um, and for context, the the essential workers thing became this very important conversation about who's essential, Um, Who should be allowed out and in? And how do you communicate when your team might have a mix of those and so on? So I think that's something that we should clarify.
1: So it's not just who's essential, it's what's essential. So every day is a new normal, not just because of COVID, but just because we've been facing a huge shift in everything we do from like how we live and shop online to how we communicate with each other. We have been kind of shifted by culture and shifted by the circumstances happening around us. And not only have we been disrupted by technology, we've been faced with kind of staring humanity and globalization in the mirror in a very different way. And so everything we've done or are doing has changed from the way we communicate at work to the way we communicate with each other to the way that we're conducting our lives. We have to use different muscles. So where we had to really think about how we talk in meetings and how we carry ourselves in person how do we do that over Zoom? And when we think about how do we need to talk to each other to sell an idea, or to build um, you know, a support around something that we're trying to get done, or to sell in a new idea that we really think might be a game changer for the business, You know, we've all been given sort of a massive reset and pause in terms of what's happening in the world. So how do we start to think about new ways to communicate how we can learn from this, and how we can build new skills. Because I think one thing that everybody has learned is you need to master how to be a contemporary communications person. Knowing how to do communications is not the job of the PR manager or the polished CEO. Everybody's having to communicate more in groups, individually, one-on-ones. And so kind of talking about what is essential in terms of communications and how you can get really better at it is kind of what I want to talk about today.
0: Yeah, and you're right, right? The, the game has completely changed and not also in, in terms of like where we communicate, right? So what used to be formal meeting setups, you could sit on the conference table and kind of how you're switched on and, and communicating is so different from when you're sitting in Zoom at home and you might have, I don't know, a kid or a pet running around and and it just just the the mindset of being in that communication space has changed entirely, right?
1: A hundred percent. And you know, the other thing that everyone is really aware of, Shirag, is that we live in real time. And so things change in real time. So being able to communicate quickly or to pivot or to come up with ideas or the rules have changed and now we need to think about different things. Dynamics that we didn't think about a week ago or a month ago, and how are things going to play out over the next couple of months? So, how do we want to communicate? How do we want to lead? How do we want to live? How do we want to advance? And how do we navigate to make sure that we have the skills we need to communicate in real time? Because now we're living in real time. It's very known that companies are expected to respond during a crisis. And if they don't, they'll face a reputation risk to their business if they don't. Those crises were far and few between for big organizations. Now it's like a daily thing that companies need to know how to do. Individuals need to know how to do because this crisis-ready culture is not something that just hit you and go away. It's just an ongoing way of like, okay, we're adapting um, to everything that's moving much quicker than we thought. And a lot of companies have benefited from covid in that it's accelerated their digital transformation it's accelerated right. their direct to consumer communications it's accelerated their ability to you know build a customer base through online sales and e-commerce so it hasn't been all bad for businesses it's it's been you know helping them find a way to get in to do it better but i think if we think about the day-to-day communications of what you need to be doing as individuals. I kind of broke it down into eight practical steps that I'd like to talk through with you right now. Okay.
0: So let's start with the first one.
1: So the first one has to do with getting back to the basics. So when you talk about essential communications, I always say get back to the basics. Lean on your values, talk about your purpose, talk about your intent. So thinking about what is your founder story? What is your CEO's story? What is your brand's origins? How did you get there from the very beginning? Now is a time where consumers are more attentive. Go back and retell that story. You will never be Um, punished or looked upon badly or ignored as a brand if you retold your founders or your company's brand story. So if today, this is 2020, July 2020 or August, whenever this airs, um, if someone says, I want to tell the story of how Nike began, no one's going to say, oh, no, it's too late. You should have told us that a long time ago. Tell the story now. People will want to hear that story now.
0: And I think it's important here to point out as well, like ideally this sort of this, uh, this story piece or foundation piece that you're talking about is something you should have put together as a, a, for your brand back when you started doing some of these things. Right. So ideally that's what should have happened, but perhaps if that's not what happened now is a good time to evaluate and, and set that. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Get back to basics. Like I'd love to hear the founder story of how Kareem got started. Like these throwback stories could add a lot of value to kind of remind people of the history and the heritage and how things got started. And, and, you know, even the UAE had a huge moment with, you know, the Hope to Mars mission, like the story of how they decided to go into space and to get back to the basics of why that's a valuable thing for them to be doing for the country. Like that, those are the stories that you should be thinking about in in terms of communications. The second point I want to bring up is place smart bets. So what are the things that you think you can bet on that might be a little bit outside your comfort zone, outside your risk area, but you're going to do it because you want to test to see if it works. So Gary talks, Gary V talks a lot about testing ideas and if they don't work, don't worry about changing your mind, get up and do something else. You're never going to know if it works unless you try it. You're never going to get to one yes, unless you do 10 asks. So place smart bets for your business to test the waters, to do new things, to communicate that you're challenging yourself to do something different and go get information and data on whether or not that works.
0: So I think that ties into your point number three as well, right? Quite a bit.
1: Yeah, which is kind of operate in sprints. So we are, like I said, in the upfront, like we're in a very, you know, fluid situation where things are changing and updating all the time. And it's going to be like this at least for the next 12 months. So think about doing things in sprints. So don't connect or commit yourself to more than two to three months out so you can see if something works, operate in sprints so your business can get data based on what's happening at that current moment and take it forward. And I think companies that are thinking about doing quarterly plans versus annual plans are going to get better results because they'll be able to listen what's happening in the market. They'll be able to understand what consumers are resonating with and they'll be able to build strategies that can leverage those opportunities.
0: Absolutely. I think it's so important right now, right? Because things, as you mentioned, are changing constantly. And a lot of it is influencing consumer behavior as well, right? So the ability to be able to move around freely makes a huge difference to how your your audience or will consume your content or your customers may pick up your products or services, right? 100%.
1: The fourth point is talking about being proactive. So being proactive means you have to listen to what's happening in the market and find out how your voice can be a part of it. So taking the UAE space mission, for example, if you know that that's a conversation everybody's having, or in Egypt, there's a big issue going on with sexual harassment and awareness Be proactive. Find out where you as a company or a brand can play a position in that conversation. What things can you do to be a part of the news cycle that's meaningful and adds value? How can you be proactive by adding value to the conversation that people are having, that people care about? So, if is it creating content, is it pushing out a campaign, is it engaging through the community, is it organizing a webinar around that topic, is it finding a way to connect with consumers who want to participate but need to know where to go to do that? Is your brand participating in that through actions like as a cause related, like getting behind it through a purchase? Um, Is there something that you're doing with your social media platforms or an application? Find a way to be proactive, to get engaged in the topics of the time that people are thinking about and focusing on. Number five has to do with leaning into internal comms. So like I am a huge, huge, huge supporter of internal communications. I feel like no company should be making a public announcement that they haven't told their employees first. Every company tends to put together an external communications or PR team and doesn't put the same effort into an internal comms team. So thinking about how do you communicate with your employees? Is it an email that you send? Is it a newsletter that you send? Is it a uh, all-hands meeting that you put together? Is it some sort of a Slack channel? Like, What are you doing to communicate internally to the employees to build loyalty, communicate business objectives, to build culture, and to build awareness around what the company stands for in terms of values, to build that connective tissue between teams? Since we're so isolated, you need to double down on connecting more and then think about what are the things in terms of internal communications that they want to know versus things that they need to know. So they need to know what your policies are. They need to know the announcements that you're making um, ahead of time before they go public. But they probably want to know, how is the business doing They probably want to know what's our strategy and how are we changing because of COVID or other issues. They probably want to know what are some of the big ideas we're working on or innovations that are coming in the pipeline that we haven't shared with consumers yet. So think about what employees want to know and what employees need to know and make sure you're filling both of those buckets.
0: Yeah, we, because again, I think there's, with with employees especially, there's so much uncertainty, right, around businesses and so on. We're hearing all of these stories. So it's so important to, even if it goes a small way to reassure them that, look, you know, we're working through this so we can get to that and make sure that we're covering all of you in some way, which I think makes such a big difference right now.
1: I agree. And like point number six is something that a lot of people are afraid to do as a company It's tap into others' expertise. So that basically means you're reaching out and asking for help, or you're trying to find a way to build credibility for you or your organization by bringing in an expert. So I will use the U.S. as an example here. So everyone understands what happened when George Floyd got murdered, and it really heightened the awareness that Black Lives Matter and that companies really need to be thinking about diversity, equity, inclusion, you know helping people understand about unconscious bias about how to be more, be better allies in the workplace, how to be more um, aware, self-aware and how to think about like white, you know, privilege and, you know, all the things that we may not know. There's something called microaggressions that we're saying or doing that makes other people feel bad, but we don't know what we're doing. So tapping into an expert to come in to do training is something that makes a lot of sense. If you are a business and you really don't know how to create an online store for your business and you want to help supplement the lack of traffic from your in-store, you want to have something online, get an expert. Get an expert, teach you how to create a Shopify account. Get an expert that can teach you how to take, uh, in, in the Middle East, there's Sella, which is basically the Arabic version of that to put in your grocery cards and how to set up that whole transaction and end-to-end process. Get an expert don't be shy to ask for help. Find out what you can do that's essential for your business that requires an expert and go get it. Number seven is my favorite topic. So favorite that I'm singing about it. It's building your personal brand. So now more than ever, because of COVID, it's a really, 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 really good time to think about building your personal brand. I can't tell you about how many countless examples of all my friends are like, Hey, Maha, can we have a session to talk about my personal brand and what I should be doing? I'm like, yes, you should be building your personal brand. So that means something you're passionate about talking about consistently, something that seems effortless for you to talk about. Um, something that's in a format that you feel comfortable doing. So are you a voice person? Are you a video person? Are you a writer? You know, build your personal brand. And you're like, building your personal brand sounds like a lot of, ha ha, I'm so cool. Look at me. I'm the greatest. No. Personal branding is not about self-promotion. It's about thought leadership on a topic. It's about leadership and expertise in a field. It's something that you should be building your business around. Either your personal business, your side hustle, your main job, or something that you're passionate about like a hobby like photography or yoga or pottery making or making cards or stationery, whatever it is, whatever it is that you love to do, you can build a personal brand around that and that brand has value. It won't have value today. It'll have value in the future. So you need to start making those deposits now in that trust bank. Like a year from now, you're going to say, I wish I would have started my Instagram account last year because you'll have more followers today than you did a year ago.
0: So then I think most people are sitting are sitting today thinking that, right? They're thinking, I wish I'd started this six months ago or something. So it would be something you leverage during the time when we were in lockdown, right? If you were, and it could be a hobby, right? As you said, it could be something where you could have conversations around pottery uh, when we were in lockdown, which would be very helpful. So yeah, absolutely. Invest the time today. A
1: lot of people picked up cooking during COVID. What is something, one of the things that you love to do is make cookies. So maybe you can just start talking about how to bake the perfect cookie, things you need to know. Even you can do a whole episode around utensils and and the tools. You can do a whole episode about varieties and then you can do occasions. Like There's a whole bunch of things you can do to build your personal brand about a topic you care about. And now, like I said, more than ever is the best time to do it. And then last but not least, practical approach number eight has to do with authentic storytelling. So no makeup, no hair done in your living room, in your kitchen, be authentic. You know, someone had asked us to do a podcast. I got a request because, you know, I do a lot of work for Gary and said, well, we really want it to look super polished and what does his background look like and what will he be wearing and how will his hair look? And we've seen other things that he's done where we want this to be super clean and super polished and we want a really nice aesthetic. And I was like, that's kind of not who he is. And the beauty of how he operates and how everybody should operate is be yourself and be yourself in how you look and how you talk and how you appear because that's what people connect with.
0: And I think it's also that of the time, right? So if today in an era where we're all Zooming from our houses and doing that kind of thing, if you're looking for this polished thing, I think the reception of something like that is also not going to be great, right? So someone's going to be like, well, these people like put a lot of money into creating a show for me, but it doesn't feel authentic. Even if, and this is even if Gary was not that person, which he isn't anyway, right?
1: Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I saw somebody wearing like a suit and a tie for something. And I was like, well, he really made an effort. And I'm like, but that must be who he is. Like he's comfortable with
0: Which is absolutely great. And you should do that.
1: Yeah. Everyone should be who they are. Like if you feel better, I, (laughs) when I do my zoom call every day, I get up, I get dressed, I put on makeup, I put on perfume. Like, I'm like, my sister's like, why do you put perfume on? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like that's like the end of the day, like the end of my routine. I want to be my authentic self. I want to feel put together. And that's like a finisher for me. And so it's just, it depends on what makes you authentic and what makes you feel comfortable, do that. Like, do the things that make you who you are. Anyways, those are the eight practical approaches that I wanted to share with everybody on how to think about essential communications during this time. I'd love to hear any of your feedback. If you guys have any questions, please do feel free to reach out to me. Shirag, did you think that added any value?
0: I feel like a segue is coming on. That's going to be our next topic. And I think we also will dive into some of these a little bit further Um, as the weeks go on Uh, so that's all for this episode Uh, you can find all of the episodes in your favorite podcast player of course we'll see you with value next time